Well, we are about to look at a scripture that most people would say, what's so important about this? And that's the Leviticus chapter 12, right? When you start reading Leviticus, you say, oh, what's the big deal? We just learn what it takes if they're having a kid, right? So let's pull that out, Leviticus chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Now, before we do that, I have a question for you. How many of you think that it took two years for the wise men to get to Jerusalem? Raise your hand. Two years. Right? That he was in there for two years. Because remember they slain all the kids two years and under, right? A couple of y'all believe that. All right, you can put your hands down. Let's see what else. What are some other beliefs about the birth of Messiah? Oh, how many wise men were there? And how do we know they were Jewish? They were wise men. <laughs> How many of you think, this should be an easy one, that Yeshua was born on December 31st, raise your hand, on December 25th, raise your hand. Whoa. One kid in the back. I'm not going to say whose he is, he's not yours technically, but he's related to you, you might want to work on him. <laughs> right, we know he's not born then, but when was he born? We say Sukkot, but can you prove it? So, how about if I told you that Yeshua was not left Jerusalem to go down to Egypt within 45 days of his birth? Raise your hand, who believes me? None of y'all? No, you, th you, thank you, one person. Oh, ye of little faith. I'm about to blow y'all's minds. Okay, let's read Leviticus chapter 1, 12 verse 1. Because not only am I going to prove that his parents were religious, how many of y'all think they were rich too? Because when the wise men came, they gave them lots of money, gold and silver, right? All right, a couple of y'all believe that one too. Frank, well, it's also they gave him gold too, right? Gold's expensive, right? Lick, yeah. So gold, frankincense, and myrrh—they were rich now, right? We're gonna see. Some of y'all gonna be saying, "Rabbi, I'm sorry for doubting you." That's all I have to say. So let's first read here. Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, "Speak to Ben Yisrael." Instructions, if, you, if a woman conceives and bears a male child, then she will be unclean for seven days, as in the days of her nidah. She will be unclean, the day of her, her, her monthly cycle, right? So there's seven days, right? In the eighth day, what will be? The flesh of his foreskin will be circumcised. That's how we have the circumcision on the eighth day, right? What do we know? Why did God choose the eighth day? 
So we didn't know this until the 1960s that the blood, there's a vitamin in the blood that's called what, like B12, I think? K, vitamin K, K whatever, right? That um, the blood clotting on that day is the highest than any other day, right? So God knew what he was doing, right? She must wait during the blood of purification for how many days? 33 days. So 33 plus 7 is? 40, key number to remember. She is not to touch any holy thing, nor come into the where? Sanctuary, until the days of her purification are completed. Key point. Remember that. That's going to be very important. How many days? 40. 40. Not two years, was it? 40. Very important to remember this. But if she bears a female child... Then she will be unclean for two weeks, as in her Navah, and she will wait for the blood purification for how many? 66. 66 plus 14 is? No wonder y'all don't believe me. You can't do math either. Okay. 80 days, right? <laughs> When the days of a purification are complete for a son or for a daughter, she is to bring to the Kohen and at the entrance of the tent of meetings a what? Year-old male lamb, right, for a burnt offering and a young dove or a turtle dove for a sin offering. How many of the, the, the doves or the turtle doves? One key number to remember here. This is a numbers game. So what numbers are we remembering right now? 40, 80, and 1. You can forget about the 80 because he's a male, so we won't worry about that one. So 40 and 1, right? He is to present it before Adonai and make atonement for her. Then she will but be cleansed from the discharge of her blood. This is the Torah of her who gives birth whether it's a male or a female child. If she cannot afford a lamb, then she is to bring how many? Two, two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. Then the Kohen will make atonement for her and she will be clean. So if she's poor, how many turtle doves is she supposed to bring? Two, two and how many of the other dove? Pigeons, too, right? So we have one if it's a lamb, and a, uh, but if they're poor, they're to bring two turtle doves and two pigeons, right? Four. No, two. Two, two of each. Don't do that. This is just simple math, just two. Trust me on this one. I, just two, two of each. Total of four, yes, but two turtles, yes. It says, she will bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. So it could be either two or four. We're going to see who's right in a minute. We don't have to... We will be asking Siri a question in a minute, but that's besides the point. Now, 
Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 2. You should know these scriptures. We're going to start in verse 22. Because that first part deals with the birth, right? Where they go to Bethlehem. So we know they're in Bethlehem, right? Why are they in Bethlehem? For the census. When was this done at? Sukkot, right? And we, we also know, we're not going to get into the whole thing of, um, but we can because it will prove my point. Um, so let's start in verse 22. So we know she gives birth, right? When the time came for her purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. How many days was that? Forty. Not two years, right? Huh. I haven't proven my point yet, yet, right? But we know this, is, this event that's about to take place happens at the 40th day. So sometime, we assume it's the 40th day, so this is probably the 41st day. They go up there, they have to... How far is it to get from Bethlehem to Jerusalem? Seven days. Who said that? Wasn't you? Good. Whoever said that needs to come to Israel with us next year? It's about a five-mile walk, right? Not exactly a big trip, right? So here's some things. So that she goes up there, right? Her days of purification are complete. Let's see what it says then. As it is written in the Torah of Adonai, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to Adonai. So they offered a sacrifice according to the Torah, what was said in the Torah of Adonai, what? A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. That's what you said. You were right there. I had to make you feel right about something. So what does this mean? They were poor, right? So they didn't have a lot of money. The wise men had already come at this point, right? Now, how long did it take the wise men to get from Persia to Israel? That is a question. About how many miles do you think it is, Persia to Israel? 70? I don't have my phone up here. So I don't know if it's... I don't know if I have Siri here. Cause, hey, Siri. How, many, how long does it take a camel? I'm sorry, change that. We're going to change a new Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. She's mad at me now. How far is it from Israel to Iran? Do it again. Hey, Siri. How far is it from Israel to Iran? Okay, I have my volume off. Iran is about 967 miles from Jerusalem, Israel, as the crow flies. So, what kind of animals do they use to go from place to place? They didn't have cars back then. They didn't have, really, so horses were not, my daughter would love to say horses, but horses weren't big in the Middle East. Camels, right? Now, 
How long can a, how far can a camel walk in a day? How many do you think? Not 107. How about if I told you you are wrong? The average camel in the desert can go 80 to 120 miles in one day. And that's on one hump of gas. <laughs> all seriousness, all seriousness, they can go 80 to 120 miles in one day. Now, we're assuming they're not going as the crow flies, so there's going to be longer. So let's assume that the, the route's about 12 to 1,500 miles to get from one place to another, right? That'd be a fair number. And if you're, we're going to be nice to the camels. And they're only going to go 100 miles a day. How many days would it take them to get there? 12 to 15, depending on how many miles it actually is, right? So if you left, if you see this star in the sky, right, you're a Jewish person, and you also know that because you're a believer in, Messiah, in God and a follower of the Torah, that you are required every year to go to Jerusalem three times, you're going to be getting on that camel about the first day of the month of Tishar. Russia, what we have, Rosh Hashanah, right? Fifteen days from Rosh Hashanah, or the sounding of the shofar, which is the ushering in of the Messiah, right? His birth, the sound, trumpet blast. You see where we're going here? All right. They mark, they go 15 days. They're now in Jerusalem. And what holiday are they celebrating? Sukkot, the birth of our Messiah, right? It says they partied in there for eight days and they went up to the, the king and said, where is the new king? Right? And he goes, what, what are you talking about, Willis? He did that line, right? And they got all of his guys together and said, oh, he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. And they went to Bethlehem and poof, there he was, right? Now, this was 40 days after that is what we're talking about now. So we now proved that we could get the, um, the wise men to Jerusalem in less than two years, right? Now, we have, we have proof outside of the Bible of this, that it is a two-week journey at best, right? They're there. This now happens, right? Where were we? Verse 24. We finished that one, so let's go to 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was what? Simeon. And this man was just and pious, waiting for the what? Lation of Israel when the Rukh HaKodesh was on him. And it had been revealed to him by the Rukh HaKodesh that he would not die before he had seen the anointed one of Adonai. Who is the anointed one? The Messiah, right? So this guy has been, is a righteous man, right? People consider him pious. And he was revealed to him that he would see the Messiah before he died, right? Key thing here. So in the... Rook Simeon called, came into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Yeshua to do for him according to the custom of the Torah, what was the custom? 
Bring your firstborn male in and offer it back up to the Lord, right? This is not his circumcision that was already done. Continue. Um, Simeon received him into his arms and offered a barakah to God. Now, what's a barakah? It's a blessing, right? It's a praise. Saying, Now may you let your servant go in peace, O sovereign master, according to your word. What is he proclaiming? That he has seen the Messiah. How many witnesses do we now have of proof that Yeshua is Messiah? One. Right? He's a numbers game, right? We have one witness. How many witnesses, according to the Torah, do you need to have proof? Two. Two. So we're one short, right? So if we went to court right now, if you had the best lawyers around, and you went in there, they go, there's only one witness, what are they going to say? No, guilty. Put him in jail, right? So let's see what it goes on and says. We have one witness now. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Your what? Yeshua which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the nations and the glory of, uh, and the glory of your people Israel. So who's, who's this the Messiah for? Both Jew and Gentile, right? Key thing to remember. And his father and mother were marveling at the things that were said about him. And Simeon offered a barakah over them and said to Miriam, his mother, Behold, this one is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and, it, and to be a sign that it is opposed. That's not the best blessing I would have wanted, right? So the thoughts of many hearts may be uncovered, and even for you, a sword will pierce through your soul. Now, Anna, a daughter of who? That person. Of the tribe of Asher. Was a prophetess, right? So what's a prophetess? It's a female who makes money, right? No. Prophetess. She's a female prophet, right? So would she be considered righteous? Yes. So you already have one person who is righteous and beyond approach, identifying him as Messiah. Now Anne comes in the picture. A woman. Go figure. Come on now, women. You're supposed to go for this, right? We've got a man and a woman going to be the witnesses. She was well advanced in age, having lived with a husband only seven years. And then as a widow until age 84, she never left the temple serving night and day with fasting and prayers. And coming up at that very instant, she began praising God and speaking about the child to all those watching for the redemption of Jerusalem, waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Miriam had completed everything, hold on now, so we now have two witnesses that prove he's what? Messiah. So we now have the proof he's Messiah. How old is he? He's 41, two days max, right? And we already have witnesses proclaiming him as Messiah before he did anything. 
What about the shepherds? They came the first night. No, because they did not proclaim him as Messiah. Neither did the wise men. They just came to see where he was. They weren't proclaiming him. They the wise men proclaimed him as what? King. Our Messiah, our King, right? He has to be both. So these people see him as Messiah and prove it twice, right? So when Joseph and Miriam had completed everything according to the Torah, do not go to the next screen, although the first part's there. The Torah of Adonai, they what? Return to where? To Nazareth, not to Bethlehem. And then, where do they go from? So, how many days were they in Jerusalem? No more than 42 days, you figure. Give them a day for packing, right? She's had a child. Right? And they're going down to Nazareth. We know from Matthew that on the way down to Nazareth, what happens? They have a, the angel comes and says, go to where? Egypt. Now, how far is, is Jerusalem to, to Na and Nazareth? You think that's a two-year journey? You think it's a year and uh, ten-month journey? So how long were they in Jerusalem? About 40-some-odd days, and they started heading down to Egypt. So how many of you still believe that he was in Jerusalem for two years? Raise your hand. Where's the what? Uh, go to Matthew. It seems Matthew chapter 1 or chapter 2. We can do that if you want. Verse 13. Matthew chapter... Which chapter? So she can pull it up. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, please. Jewish history for 500. <laughs> now, who is... <laughs> good answer. Whoever said that, good response. Now... When they had gone, behold, an angel of Adonai appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, saying, Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. The wise men have already come and gone. We already determined that takes about two weeks, not two years. It doesn't say what. Right, the Magi come to him in Jerusalem. He was only in Jerusalem for 40 days. There you go. Try to stump the rabbi, huh? <laughs> Don't go for it, Don. You had a good message last week. Come on. <laughs> right? So we see here, so where does the two years come from? Why did he say two years? Well, let's think about this for a second. So he's mad, right? Now remember, it's better to be Herod's pig than to be Herod's son. Because he won't kill his pig, but he'll kill his son, right? Right, Herod was not a nice guy. He was pretty evil, right? So here's what happens. He's scared that he's going to lose his job, right? What's his job? He is king, right? He likes to be, it's good to be the king, right? He's enjoying this. And then all of a sudden, these three wise men from Persia come in, doesn't know them from Adam, except they have belly buttons. 
Think about it. Adam did not have a belly button. How do I know this? I saw it in the Inquirer. No, how do we know that? He wasn't from a womb, right? So he didn't have a belly See, Rabbi knows these things, right? So he didn't have a belly button. That's how they'll know if the Inquirer finds Adam and Eve, you'll know they will because you look for the belly, no belly button, that's them. Right? That's the distinction. So these three or so, we don't know if it's three, but we know some wise men come, right? And they say to him, where is the king that was born? And they, he's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, we saw this star, and it says in there, what star? They didn't even see it in, Israel, in Jerusalem, right? So this, is, this thing disappears in the sky and leads him there. So he brings all these people that should know all this, right? And they all come to him, and they say, he says, of course, he should have known, because he could have read the Bible, and he should have known where it says the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, right? But he asks them, where was the Messiah going to be born? And what do they say? Bethlehem. So the king goes to the wise man and says, he's in Bethlehem. You guys should know this because you read the scripture too. Right? And so what do they do? Because remember, they were told, go to Bethlehem, right? And they went and they found Yeshua in a manger, right? Motel 6 was full. Why was he outside? Because it was Sukkot. They were celebrating the feast of Sukkot. Actually, the shepherds see him in the sukkah. When the three wise men come, which tells us that it was after Sukkot was over, it says that they entered the house. Do I need to prove that one too? That's back in... Okay. Yeah, uh, sorry. Go back to Luke chapter 2. It should be in here somewhere. Is it in Matthew? Go to Matthew chapter 2. What verse? Matthew 2, verse 11. I love proving myself right. This is fun. And when they came into the house, they didn't go into, they come into a house, right? They saw the child. Why did they go into a house? Remember, there was no room at the inn, right? But it really didn't matter if there was room in the inn because that was a family house, right? But everyone was outside celebrating Sukkot. But now Sukkot's over, so they go into the house. So this is after Sukkot is over. It's, during, it's probably day 9, day 10 is when this happens of his birth. So we've now proved that Yeshua was not, was not two years before they left Egypt. We proved that they were not rich, right? Even though they were given silver and gold. So these wise men might have been wise, but they weren't wealthy. They didn't give them all this stuff. How do we know that? Because they're offering which came after they were there, was only two, it was an offering of a poor man's offering, two turtle doves or two pigeons, right? So we know that he was poor now, that they were poor, that they didn't stay there for two years, what other, and that he was not born on December 25th. Any, and anything else I need to destroy about the story of Christmas? Kind of did it all in one sermon, huh? So we know that he was born because they were religious Jews. They followed uh, what the Torah said. They brought him before the Lord, uh, before the temple, after the, uh, the 40 days. He was declared by two righteous people, the best two witnesses you could have. These weren't just witnesses. These were the best of the best. Proof that he is Messiah from his birth. Right? All these things line up 
to point that he's Messiah and that they didn't stay in Jerusalem as long as everyone thought they did. Can I rest my case? Do you have any other questions? Do you believe your rabbi now? So now let me ask the question. Yes. Hold on. Steve has a question up here. I will repeat it for those watching online. We know it was at least a thousand, so, but that's as the crow flies, but you figure you got mountains in there. They followed the star, yes. Well, remember, I, I, I let the, the uh, camels not go at full speed. <laughs> they weren't going at full speed. It, they could go up to 120 miles in a day. But the, we don't, well, this star, though, no one else saw it, so it could have stayed up all the time. We don't know. This, this is not a normal star. And no one else saw it. Because when they, go into, when they go into Jerusalem and go to the king, where is it, where is it that says that they saw it? Um, someone find it for me real quick. Um, might be in Matthew. I'm thinking that's a Matthew part. There probably was a trade route. Yeah, I mean, because it was a standard travel time place. Verse 9 of what chapter? Matthew 2, verse 9, please. After listening to the king, they went there, and behold, the star that they had seen in the east went on before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. This is not your normal star, because what do stars do? They stay in place. So, could, here's my defense of, to your answer. We're going to go back to his point Terry brought up about Passover. What do they have by day? Fire by day? No, fire by night and smoke by day. They could have gotten there. God proves it, but good point. In the back, there was a question. Yes. You've got to speak up loud. Can you give her the mic? I cannot hear. Hold on one second. The mic's coming. People around the world want to hear what you have to say. At least two people. Okay. Since they were poor, right? The she was doing good. All right, this is, since they were poor, I always thought that the Lord used that provision of the, of the um, wise man uh, when they brought them the gold to help them go down to Egypt, because they wouldn't need extra money going down to Egypt. Okay, so, and that's a common myth that you hear, that they needed the money because, I guess what, they don't do well, carpentry Egypt, work in Egypt? Well, He's not going to find a job? His yeah, son's going to grow up to be the perfect carpenter. This guy was pretty good to begin with. So, but but, didn't, well, but didn't remember, I, I know what you're saying, but remember, if that was the case and they were given money... Right. They wouldn't have given a poor man's offering. They would have said, because they were righteous and religious people, they would have given the correct offering, which would have been a, a lamb. If they, could, if they had that much gold, they could afford a lamb. That's true, but didn't, okay. Didn't, yeah, the, what, 
didn't the wise man come after they gave that offering? No. Nope. They did because okay. It says they came. They already were back in the house. It came before the going up to the, uh, her days of purification okay. were still going on. All right. You win. Okay. Thank you. I got it. And I got a I question got up here. No, she had a question up here. But what's yours real quick, and I'll answer it. Let him ask it while I, I can. Well, no, no, don't let him answer it. <laughs> Hold on. Do we have anyone watching online? We don't have someone monitoring it today. So it's my understanding that the wise men were also astronomers. And right. what they were seeing was this is the one and only time that the planets actually came all into one um, place. And it was like an astronomical miracle because the planets don't normally all I've come never together. Heard that. And so the light that was created by right. all these planets coming into one place was like a very bright light. Where did you hear that from? I, it's, it's actually, um, it's scientific. It's not just... Right, but where did that, do they have proof that that actually happened? Yes, there is proof that that actually happened. And but also, here's the thing too though, the light traveled. Planet's light would not travel. Well, God caused the sun to stand still. I guess he could cause that too. He could, but... <laughs> Just saying. I don't know how he made it, but he did it. That, I mean, it right. could be that's how he did it. So right. I don't have a problem and, with that. And that was, was a very fun. bright light. And still so, didn't take two years though, right? Oh, no. no. All right. Any other doubters? Have I changed you all? No. Not so much a doubt, or what she's talking about, there were two instances around Jesus' birth, and they try to use that to track down when Jesus was born, Right. Um, where the planets supposedly aligned, uh, and it was a certain number. One of them was a full alignment, one of them was a partial alignment, but I, I don't know if that aligns with the prophecy from Daniel, if you read into that. Right. But um, as far as stars go, they're often referred to, or angels are often referred to in the Bible as stars, and also the seven stars and the seven spirits in Revelation. So there's a, some kind of correlation between spirits and stars. So when they say star, they might be saying something that is a light or a spirit. Right. And we have the angel by day, angel by I mean, that makes perfect sense. So again, I'm still proven right, so that's all that matters. <laughs> So anyone else? If not, we're doing an altar call and get you all saved. That's right. <laughs> one, then. we got the old, old name. We'll cut it off. Top. John's going to be the last question. Last question. One real quick one. If the uh, three wise men... We don't know how many there were. Okay. You're how assuming already, see? If they came and they, they brought a, a correct sacrifice, how would they know to do that since they were from the east? They so were they not didn't even... Bring it they didn't, what do you mean? They, they didn't bring a sacrifice. They, no, you, I know they didn't bring a sacrifice. And we're talking about the, the quantity of gold. You would, they would know the quantity of gold. How would they know the quantity according to the shekel? According well, of course, to these were religious. We, we, the wise men were Jewish. They were Jewish? Yes. I thought they were from Iraq. Well, okay, remember we, we left some of our brothers back there when we came back. Remember that? Why would they be looking in the star? And if they were not Jewish, why would they be looking in the skies for... The star to prove to see who Messiah was. 
What? They were left from Dan. Yeah, I mean, this is, these are people who were left that when Daniel was done and we let and they can't. It says a number of Jews stayed. They still were religious Jews. They just so, didn't come back. So maybe they maybe they were partially Samaritan, kind of like half mixed. I don't think they were Samaritan. I think they were full-blooded Jews. Last question. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, they, right. Remember, it wasn't, it wasn't against God's word to study the stars. We're just not, hey, what's your sign type people, right? We're not into cancer or whatever the other ones are. Days of Aquarius, right? So did y'all learn something today? Were you not expecting this? From this scripture, see how important this little scripture in Leviticus is to proving who our Messiah is. And so when someone starts asking you and saying, oh no, he's born on December 25th, and there were three wise men, and you can take him to these scriptures and now show them that it wasn't two years. At most, they were in the land for 40 days. Maybe 42 for saying goodbye to the family and all that fun stuff, you know going by the bank, getting some cashier's checks, <laughs> cashing in all that frankincense and myrrh they got, right? Yes, Barbara. I just did. No, I don't do writing. You can, someone can write it down. <laughs> all right, let's bow your heads and close your eyes. Our Father, we just come before you right now, and Lord, we first thank you for revealing the truth to us. And the importance of the two turtle doves and how it represents and points to the birth of our Messiah and how long he was in the land. Lord, we thank you for all the great things you've done for us. Most important that you gave us your son, Yeshua. And Lord, right now I just want to ask for everyone, those watching online, for those here, if you've never experienced accepting Yeshua into your heart, that free gift, it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or Gentile, as the scripture shows us, he came for all. And when he was just 40 days old, there was proof that he was the Messiah. If you haven't accepted him yet into your heart and you're ready to now, if you watch online, you can contact us on the address that you see on the screen. And wherever you are, we will call you and pray with you that prayer of salvation. But if you're here right now, all you need to do is simply raise your hand and we'll say that prayer and support with you. Is there anyone at all? Anyone at all? And Abba, Father, as we come before you right now, Lord, thank you for reminding us of the great miracles that you've done and are still doing today. Lord, we thank you for your son, Yeshua. And we ask this in his precious name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. Amen.